God over money. Time ticking, my time ticking. I ain't even had fries with the Popeye chicken. I ain't even had sides. I was high five licking at the crib on the couch with the Wi-Fi tripping. I- what up, what up? It's your boy Marcel Hall. Thank you for listening to the Hallway Podcast. As usual, we talk about sports, hip-hop, life, kingdom, you name it. Whatever's going on in the news, we talk about it. Today, we have some confessions. We're going to sprinkle you with some game. Let's talk about the playoffs first. In the NFC and AFC Championship games this past weekend, I told y'all weeks ago, the Kansas City Chiefs were the team to beat. I know that's not a surprise, but I just said, look, nobody's going to beat them. And I told you, I said, Buffalo is good. They're legit. I like them, but they don't have enough. Last time we saw them, you saw what the Chiefs did, and it was the same thing. In fact, it was worse this time, and the Chiefs beat them. Buffalo is good and can probably beat any other team in the league except for the Chiefs. Again, the Bills are real, but they're not there yet. And some think McDermott, the coach, was conservative. I say it wouldn't have mattered. The... Kansas City Chiefs are the NFL's version of the Golden State Warriors when they had everybody healthy. Healthy Durant, Klay Thompson, and and Steph Curry. And so that's who they are in the NFL. Going over to the NFC game, which everybody was looking forward to. Brady and Rodgers. I picked the Packers, and I was obviously wrong. Now, the Packers had chances, but they didn't capitalize on it. When they went for that field goal in the second quarter after starting first and goal from like the two-yard line or whatever it was, and they only got a field goal, I knew it then. And I told everybody in the house, that's going to come back to haunt them. And it did. And then nothing, zero, two three and outs after two straight turnovers by the defense. And then Rodgers not seeing open guys in the end zone, several of these They struggled in the red zone. And several times he had other guys open. Rodgers didn't see him. And then they kicked this field goal at the end. Instead of going for it on fourth down at the end of the game. Which didn't make any sense to me. And when you add all that up. You say Packers you had a chance. And I feel bad for my older brother Marlon. Because he's a Packer fan. Y'all had a chance. You could have. And some might argue should have won. But you didn't. Get the job done. You got to take full ownership for that. Now, I want to switch gears and still talk about the NFL, but we're going to have our segment right now, Confessions. These are my confessions that I'm throwing. I don't know what to do. I guess I got to keep part two of my confessions. Confessions is when I take the opportunity to put into practice what it says in the Bible, confess your sins, and I am confessing my sins right now. And I have to confess, and it pains me, y'all. I need a support group after this. I need a support group while I say this. But I have to confess that I've been a Tom Brady hater for many years. Why you wanna play a hate on me? Why you play? I've been a Tom Brady hater for many years. For years, I hated on him and the Patriots. And I'm not the only one. And it's not because I don't like dynasties. I'm fine with legitimate dynasties. 
But the Patriots, we all know, had some cheating scandals. And Tom Brady was a part of that. So therefore, I never rooted for him, Belichick, or the Patriots. Now, respected and thought that Tom Brady was a great quarterback. I just never wanted him to win. I rooted for him and the Patriots long ago when they won their first Super Bowl against the Rams. That's because I'm a 49ers fan. So who was the lesser of two evils? It was obviously the Patriots at that time. Again, I was never a Patriots fan. I always thought they were really lucky and really good in Super Bowls. However, I always thought that they faced teams that had more talent, whether they beat the Colts or in the actual Super Bowl. I always felt like they somehow, someway beat teams that had more talent than them. But I was a hater. And it pains me to say this because I never said it out loud. But I was a hater for Tom Brady for years. I didn't appreciate the fact that he was being compared to Peyton Manning at a time when Peyton Manning was, to me, clearly the best quarterback in the league. To me, I thought it was ridiculous until the comparison became legit. And then it was talk of Tom Brady possibly being the greatest of all time, better than the Honorable Joe Montana. Now, that had me angry until he won his sixth Super Bowl. And after he did that, I had to admit To myself, and I think only to my wife at that time, he is the greatest. Now, Joe Montana is still my favorite quarterback of all time. But Brady, unfortunately, is the greatest. Now, he doesn't get credit for beating Rodgers and the Packers this past weekend. The man threw three interceptions. He didn't have a good game in the second half. In fact, it was a terrible game in the second half. In fact, he was possibly giving that game away. But he did lead the team in the regular season, and he is by far the team's leader. And he didn't make enough mistakes to lose that game. And so, he might be old, but he still gives his team the mental edge over anyone that they play. So I'll admit it, out loud, Tom Brady is a good football player. Okay, he's not just good, he's great. All right, all right, I'm supposed to be growing here, right? He's not just great, but he's the greatest. And I don't feel right sharing this out loud. I have to be honest with you. I almost feel like I cussed right there. That's how much it it doesn't feel good to say these things. But I'm a man of honesty. I believe in truth. I believe in being a man of integrity. And so I can't deny facts and receipts. I just can't. So despite the cheating and the luck that Tom Brady has had in his career, he is the greatest QB of all time. I have hated on him for years, but I can't hate any longer. However, I'm still rooting against him and hope the Chiefs destroy the Bucks. And I hope that he never makes it to another Super Bowl again. In fact, I hope that he never makes it to the playoffs again. May Joe Montana reign forever. And I'm picking the Chiefs right here, right now. Unless some scandal takes place. I'm taking the Chiefs to win by 10 points. Okay, maybe not 10. I take the Chiefs to win by 8 points. 34-26. You heard it here. Marcel Damas. Want to switch gears? 
to our next segment, Sprinkle Me. Sprinkle me, my sprinkle me, sprinkle me, my sprinkle me, sprinkle me, my sprinkle me, my big timer, timer, sprinkle me. This is the time in which we sprinkle you with some game. We sprinkle you with some wisdom that we have learned through the years that will benefit you and all those who you will share this with. And so, I start with this past weekend, I was watching a couple of minutes of basketball and I also saw a commercial and my mind started working as I saw some things on the screen. And so here it is. Here's the game that I'm going to sprinkle you with right now. Just shave it bald. That's right. Just shave it bald. You know, I saw a basketball game and I saw another major NBA star who won't face reality and trying to hold on to the hair even though it's receding. And it's not just LeBron. I know people have been making fun of LeBron. It's not just LeBron, but I saw other players. And in fact, like I said, I saw a commercial with this well-known entertainer still trying to hold on to his hair, but it ain't working. Brothers and sisters, just shave it bald. It's time. It's okay to admit. If I can admit that Tom Brady is a good No, no, if I can admit that Tom Brady is the greatest, then you have to admit that the hair is dissipating, fleeing, and receding. You know, I'm facing this fact myself. I'm not dogging anybody. This is just some game. I'm facing this fact in my own life. I'm trying to hold on to the waves that I still have. The hairline is getting a little thin in certain parts, and it makes a brother insecure. After every haircut, I'm asking the barber, hey, man, how much longer do I still have? And my hair is still there. I mean, I'm not looking like the guys I saw on TV. But I understand, so I'm not mad at you. But this is why I'm sharing this with you. This is out of love and out of concern. You see, you and I, we all have to face reality and truth. We have to face the receipts. We have to face the facts. You know, the old guy thinking he's cool at the club, wearing old clothes that were two decades ago in fashion or using outdated slang, that guy isn't cool anymore. You know, the guy who puts on pounds and still trying to wear skinny jeans, you know, that doesn't work. And when you're a brother still trying to pretend like the hair and all and the hairline is still there, that doesn't work. We have to face facts and reality. Again, this is what I'm doing. I'm facing these facts and reality, preparing myself. Now, let me also say this. This is really more geared for my brother brothers out there. Now, my non-black guys and girls listen to this. This doesn't really apply to you. This is really, this game is really for the brothers out there. You see, brothers can't pull off the U-shaped hair look. We just can't. That's right. Now, again, some non-black people, some of y'all can pull it off and it works out. But brothers, we can't do a comb over. Our hair doesn't allow for the comb over. Now, George Jefferson and Philip Banks, they almost pulled it off. Almost is the key. So to all my ballers out there, all my NBA players, all my old rappers from the 80s and 90s, from one brother to another, let's just shave it off. Everyone will feel better and we can move on. I always say you look good, you feel good, and you do good. 
This is about progress. This is about freedom. Being freed from the shackles of pretending that we still have the hairline in the right place. I'm talking to myself here. I'm not dogging anybody. Can you imagine me, those who know me, can you imagine me, Marcel Hall, with the Friar Tuck look? Could you imagine that? It's vital. As a preacher, you would have a hard time focusing on the sermon I was delivering because you would be thinking to yourself, Marcel needs to just cut it off. You would be thinking he's a man of faith, but he doesn't need to be the Black Friar Tuck. That's right. He doesn't need to do that. I've already discussed this with my wife, Karina. She told me she would tell me, and I hope she would. But if she does not, I need all of you guys to tell me as well. Marcel, you aren't the Black Friar Tuck. Brother, just go ahead and shave it bald. Go with the Onyx look from the 90s. Michael Jordan made the ball look good. Go get your bold and beautiful products and make it work out. And that's the thing, brothers. We can rock the ball look. We, we actually can. We look good with the bald look. So we don't need to hold on to the U-shaped look. Especially if you're in the NBA or you're an entertainer and you are still on TV all the time. National television. Do this for the sake of your kids. Do this for the sake of your neighborhoods, your communities, for your people. We just face facts and reality. You know, it doesn't make anyone less than a man. It doesn't. I don't feel less than a man that I'm soon going to have to cut off all my hair and go bald. I I don't feel like I'm less than a man. We just have to face the truth and shave it bald. So again, if I can admit Tom Brady is the greatest, then you can admit that the hairline is retreating and you need to go bald. It's your boy, Marcel Hall. Tune in to the next episode of the Hallway Podcast. It's official.